is a short passage from Paul's letter to the church at Rome, the eighth chapter, one of his beautiful chapters. And he writes this, The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God, who searches the heart, knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I'll have more to say about this later, but I've always found this reassuring. My gobbledygook prayers get straightened out by the Holy Spirit, and so my sermon today is called Jibber Jabber. Uh, And if I jibber jabber with God, I don't need to worry. The Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. So I don't have to worry about being perfect in prayer or anything like that. It's taken care of. I'm wearing cheaters today because the light bulb is out. And I don't know whether anybody else has had cataract surgery and new lenses put in. The, one of the results for me is I see very well. I love this stuff. But if there isn't much light, I don't see like I would normally see. But these things help. So the cheaters let me see with less light. Uh, This is a three-point sermon. Point one, God is alive and talking up a storm. Point two, you are holy. Point three, because God is alive and speaking mightily, you need to jibber-jabber with God. So if you need to go home, there it is. Three points. (laughs) Some 30 years ago, I was driving from Bethany to Morgantown with a very bright, perceptive student. His honors English essay had been chosen for presentation at an undergraduate forum at West Virginia University. Our conversation, I don't remember how, turned to religion. As it progressed, Tony, that was his name, said to me, I have a problem with Bible religion. I said, Tony, what is it? His answer was, And this has stayed with me for years. If God hasn't had anything to say for 2,000 years, then I'm not interested in those old words that come from a very, very different world. And I don't think God is interested in me and my world. Ever think about that? Tony said, if God hasn't had anything to say for 2,000 years, then I'm not interested in those old words that come from a vastly different world. And I don't think God is interested in me and my world. Let's ponder this together today and see what we can say about how God talks to us if God does and how we talk to God if we do. I do personally have a problem with saying God is wrapped up in a leather volume and stuck there. My God's alive and kicking. I begin my response to Tony with this assertion. God is alive and speaking and doing every day. The power of God speaking, and God speaking is God's doing, begins on the very first day of everything. We read in Genesis, 
In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless, void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the water, God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. God spoke the world into existence and has been in conversation with you and me and the whole cosmos ever since. That conversation is the very light of the world and the source of life itself. We come alive in conversation. The Gospel of John puts it this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning, and all things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of the people. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not, and I would add, does not overcome it. God's speech comes in several forms. Indeed, God speaks to us through all of our senses. Hearing, seeing, smelling, touching, tasting. And God's word is also performative. That is to say, God speaks and something happens. Performative speech is very important. It speaks and something happens. Someone says, you're fired. That's performative speech. There's nothing to do after that. It's happened. You stand in front of the preacher and say, I do. Well, it's done. (laughs) Performative language. Much of God speaking to us is performative. God said, and the world appeared. God speaks, and things happen. God's speech is also restorative. God speaks, and there's reconciliation. God speaks, and there is healing. God speaks, there is redemption and resurrection. And God's speech is interactive. It's personal exchange. It's speaking, listening, conversing. That's where I get to jibber-jabber. When God's speech is performative, things happen. That's what God's doing in Genesis 1. And this speech produces the whole cosmos and creates what Amy Lamott calls Wow prayers. I'm going to stop a second on Amy Lamont. Anybody who know Amy Lamont's works? She's a marvelous person. And she has a little bitty book. So people who like to read little bitty books, this is a good one. It's called Help. And it's called Thank You. And it's called Wow. And she says, that's prayer. Three words. She says, if you pray help, stop with that word. When you go past the word help, you start ordering God around and telling God what to do. Just pray help. God will take care of the rest. You know, remember, Holy Spirit comes in and picks up our jibber-jabber. And when you pray thank you, you really don't have to do any more than say thank you. Don't you do that a lot to people? You just say thank you. You don't give a big speech. Now, you may give them a hug. Say thank you. And wow. Lamont says that's an important prayer every day. There's something out there God's doing that makes you go, wow. Don't miss it. And don't forget to open your eyes big and your mouth loud and just shout, wow. 
It'd be a nice thing to do in the middle of Walmart. <laughs> See what happens. And we're startled by wonders each day, aren't we? Some of them are little. Some of them are grand. And make sure when you see God performing his word in the world that you stop and say, wow. And sometimes God's speech is restorative, like the balm of Gilead. When the word comes to us in his restorative mode, all of our wounds are made whole. We are reconciled to each other and to God. And we arise from the many little deaths that occur in our life. God's word is often restorative. We just need to hear it. And God's words are interactive, hence the Trinity. God is also speaking in relationship, in conversation. And our conversational God not only speaks, but listens. God's interactive speech brings us into deep and intimate prayer. God, who is alive and well and talking up a a storm, did more than make the physical world. Building now on Craig's sermon on original goodness last week, I want to suggest that God made the whole cosmos not only good, but holy. All of it. Even you... Even me, all of it. Words are articulated breath. So another way of speaking of God's creative act is to say that God breathed the cosmos into existence. We are told in Genesis that God formed us from dust and breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. From this perspective, the building block of all that is isn't the atom and its somatotic particles. The whole cosmos and you and me are created from God's holy breath, from God's articulated word. All is holy. I could grow you out and read a wonderful poem by Allen Ginsberg where he gets into how everything is holy and he names every part of your anatomy. And says, holy, holy, holy. All is holy. He's right. For any who aren't quite sure that you are holy, let's consider a tomato. A tomato is a tomato is a tomato. If it is still green on the vine, it's a tomato. If it is beautifully red and round, it is a tomato. If it is misshapen purplish heirloom, it's still a tomato. If a couple of worms have fed on it, it is still a tomato. If there are rot spots on it, it's still a tomato. If it is completely rotten and tossed on the compost heap, it is still a tomato. And so with you and me, always and forever we are holy, however damaged we may be, however broken, however rotten. Always and forever, we are holy. We were made that way. We are always living with each new breath, the first breath of God. Always we are in reach of an articulated word, the kind that makes things happen, the kind that resurrects, 
the kind that makes things whole. We are always on the edge of jibber-jabber with God. And what does that mean? It means conversation with God is always at hand. The breath for the word is always there. Because we were created from God's breath, the very stuff that makes words, conversation with God is natural and necessary, as necessary and as natural as breathing itself. Traditionally, we've called this conversation prayer. I prefer to call it jibber-jabber with God, so I can distinguish it from meditation. Now, here's where I may get in trouble with some of you meditators. I meditate too. As I understand it, the purpose of meditation is to empty myself of all my thoughts to reach a stage where I'm past noise and the concerns of the world. Very Buddhist. I don't doubt that this practice has its use, stress relief in particular. But I think it is the opposite of prayer. Prayer, I think, is incarnational. It is a place where spirit and flesh meld together. It is a place where holiness and worldliness converge in conversation. It's a two-way talking and listening with God. Prayer so understood is a messy thing. As I said when I read the scripture, St. Paul understood prayer as jibber-jabber. And the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God who searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints. Your saints, did you know that? If you're holy, you must be according to the will of God. Prayer, I think, may sound and taste and touch and see and smell something like this. I'm going to read from the lyrics of a Johnny Cash song. Some of you know it, I suppose, Sunday morning coming down. I think this is a beautiful jibber-jabber prayer. And one of the things you'll notice if you're listening when I read it is that there's smell in it, there's taste in it, there's touch in it, there's sight in it, there's hearing in it. All the senses are there. It's an honest prayer. It's pretty mean. It's a bad time in Cash's life. But I think if you also listen, you'll hear, and I think that the writer hears it too, you'll hear the Spirit talking in the prayer. You'll hear God listening and speaking inside this prayer, even though things are lonely. Well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way, my head that didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast was so good, I had one more for dessert. Then I fumbled through my closet for my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt. And I shaved my face and combed my hair and stumbled down the stairs to meet the day. I'd smoked my brain the night before with cigarettes and songs that I'd been picking. But I lit my first and watched a small kid cussing at a can that he was kicking. Then I crossed the empty street and caught the Sunday smell of someone frying chicken. And it took me back to something that I lost somewhere, somehow along the way. 
on the Sunday morning sidewalk, wishing, Lord, that I was stoned, cause there's something in a Sunday that makes a body feel alone, and there's nothing short of dying, half as lonesome as the sound of a sleepy city sidewalk, Sunday morning coming down. And in the park, I saw a daddy with a laughing little girl. He was swinging. And I stopped beside the Sunday school and listened to the song that they were singing. Then I headed back home, and somewhere far away, a lonely bell was ringing, and it echoed through the canyon like the disappearing dreams of yesterday. On the Sunday morning sidewalk, wishing, Lord, that I was stoned. Cause there's something in a Sunday that makes a body feel alone. And there's nothing short of dying, half as lonesome as the sound. On a sleeping city sidewalk, Sunday morning coming down. That's jibber-jabber prayer. I don't know what happens when you pray, but my mind goes everywhere. It wanders I start out focused and then I end up wondering what I'm supposed to fix for dinner tonight and if I have the right spices in the cabinet. And you know what? God wants to hear that. God wants to know me. Who I am, what I am, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, where I'm wandering. That's incarnational prayer. It's the whole you. And God loves the whole you, not part of you. You may be a tomato with spots on it. You may have a worm or two. You may even be rotten. You're still holy and God wants conversation with you. Prayer is not some complex, difficult thing. It's not disciplined and perfect. It's simply laying out our light in conversation with God. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Put it out there. Let your mind wander. God will want to see where it goes. Jibber-jabber away and let the Holy Spirit do the translation. Don't struggle to pray. Just be there in conversation. God is alive and speaking. You'll just find in this conversation that you are fundamentally holy now and forever. So just jibber-jabber away. Amen.